Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This week on the Indo Daily. I actually don't believe right that priest said I have any harm. He just like thought I knew. But that's how I found that Miriam Martina was dead. How likely is it that Trump will be found guilty of paying hush money to former adult film star Stormy Daniels? We're talking about involvement in serious drugs activity on both sides of the border and as well as that, the procurement of weapons. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of The Left Wing with Luke Fitzgerald. Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's rugby podcast in association with Leia Healthcare. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined in studio. You know, there's not that many left by Luke Fitzgerald. Luke, hello. Only a couple left in the season. <laughs> oh, sad. I know. Getting sad now, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been great. It's been a good season, isn't it? Yeah it's, been, yeah, it's been brilliant. And you delivered again. Another great guest. One of the premier players in the world, not even Ireland. Conor Murray will be joining us on the line tonight. Yeah, yeah. And he's really turned into, um, obviously, a mainstay for, for both um, Munster and Ireland. But he's obviously one of the senior players now. But just seems to, oh, he's a guy I'm really... Uh, do you know what? We never really talked about much rugby, you know, a real relaxed guy. I'm sure he'll come across that way in the interview, but um, I'll be interested to get his rugby opinion because he's just one of those guys that seems to keep getting better. Every level he goes up, it always weirded me out. Like, he came on the scene out of nowhere. Um, you know, picked for, was it the semi or the quarterfinal, excuse me, that, you know, against uh, against Wales. Kind of out of nowhere, Owen Redden had kind of been looking like he was going to get in and had been playing brilliant rugby, but every level he's gone up, he just seems to keep producing. So, um, we'll have to figure out what what's... What may, what what what's in his mind? Like, what's his makeup? Uh, what's like? How has he got that confidence? How is he able to keep delivering every step he goes up? Even though, like, without experience, straight away. Fan of the show as well. More importantly, <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, he's listened to a few. I think. Um, I think he might listen to the Earlsy one. I was chatting to him at the Rupa dinner there. Um, the schmoozing, the bit, all the schmoozing that you were doing. All the schmoozing. We exactly. had to move the time of the podcast to fit in with your schmoozing schedule. Uh, well, there you go. Look, I'm just trying to you know support the players' union. Um, so. Um, no, it was good. It was good fun. It was good chatting to him. Uh, obviously, myself and Johnny were, were, sitting, were sitting next to each other were playing in, in a few days. Inseparable, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, he's a good bloke. Really, really good bloke. Um, very relaxed and uh, should be a good guest, actually. I think he, when he gets going talking about rugby, I and mean, hopefully we'll get a bit of good stuff out of him. Um, you know, he's had an interesting career path. He was kind of a bit later to in. You know, like lots of superstar players are kind of in straight away. Yeah. Uh, you know, your Sean O'Brien's, your Keen Healy's, Johnny Sexton. Well, Johnny Sexton was, was later. Murray was twenty two when he started. Yeah, but he hadn't. He came from nowhere. Like lots of yeah. people had. Like look at Larmer. Like or these guys. Twenty. Twenty two is 
it's very young to start for Ireland, like, you know, to start in a World Cup for Ireland. But he had only played like six games for Munster before yeah. that, though. No, that's the point. Sorry, you know what I mean? As in, usually you have, him. sorry, uh, uh, probably the point I'm trying to make is that provincially. It cannot be as young as you, Luke. You know, it's like, you, no, but Troy was a special. A talent, reverse brag. <laughs> <laughs> I was a really special. Yeah. No, uh, look, it's great. And he's, I mean, look, I'm really excited about this one. I think uh, I was kind of hoping to get him at a perfect time. Unfortunately, it's a, you know it's a great time for us, but I mean unfortunately it's after a, a bad loss uh, against not a bad loss sorry but a, like a close run thing on the weekend in the RDS and they were very unlucky, few chances I mean the one the 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 knock on there was a clear and blatant knock on I think they probably got a little bit lucky with the yellow card as you as you alluded to before the show when we were just having a little muck about the games um, that probably looked like it was between a yellow and a red could easily have gone to a red um, especially with the diving going off the feet and where he hit him but were you at the RDS watching the game? I was not I was doing an exam Will I don't know why you're, you're trying to do a job me here <sighs> but the, I watched the game I watched it straight after the Leinster <laughs> playing Munster at the RDS and Luke Fitzgerald sitting uh, in an exam hall with a pocket protector on not um, not my no yeah it was, it was not a great not great time you become but a nerd be in later life I have not become a nerd uh, you're wearing exam a suit and tie in, in a, <laughs> we're recording a podcast wearing a suit and tie with well, a briefcase I've got a job no briefcase but yes yeah, <laughs> like Will the in betweeners I'm doing uh, this with <laughs> um, how am I the jock and you're the nerd when you play <laughs> Will Will uh, yes that's the new reality I'm trying to become you <laughs> <laughs> we swap places um, it's a yeah it's life it becomes full circle but um, yeah look it's um, it was yeah bad timing but I got back in time I, I literally just I was probably 45 minutes behind and I was able to skip through all the ads and stuff so it was fine I caught it I was about 10 minutes behind the final result at the end uh, because I had it obviously recorded so um, it wasn't the worst but mm. uh, good game good ga- I told you it was going to be a tight one you did uh, everyone was saying it was going to be a blowout but I, I just you could see it and I, I suppose I had a bit of an advantage having talked to the Leinster lads knowing that they had the public obviously the, the public line was no we're in Monday but I think they did you know sweet FA on the Monday um, well like there was a couple of Instagram stories on Sunday night of them in a booth they're like <laughs> no so way, you yeah. don't need to be Sherlock Holmes to, <laughs> yeah. to get to the bottom of that mystery like <laughs> no but so in fairness they did bloody good and in fairness it did showcase the strength and depth of the team that they were able to pull out um, a result against Munster team who played well they know they let a few opportunities go their handling was a little bit loose at times just something I think they'll probably look back at and say that's something in the off season, like, and I think if you look at the if you look at the Racing game as well, there's probably a few key parts where the handling wasn't good enough, um, in a few areas. I know they're missing, you know, Farrell. I think is going to be is a bit is a guy they they miss now. They do miss him. You'd forget about him. He's played so little this year, but he it's just funny. Oh, that he's he, a bloody good he actually, player. He, he would slip your mind that he that yeah. he because Sammy Arnold is very good yeah. and he's very good at what he does. The tackle on Low was phenomenal. Oh, brilliant! Brilliant! I know it absolutely was. And like I mean, you can't. But I, I think he has a level to go on his game, which I think he will get better. Twenty one. He's still only twenty one. Yeah, he will get better. His handling. He needs to be calmer. He looks like a guy who probably can do it. Um... Uh, he just needs to be a little bit calmer, which you'll get with playing in big games. So, I, you know, he, he looks like a guy who's got the right mindset, very physical. I really like, I mean, he's got really good technique at, at ruck time. Uh, his tackling is obviously very good. Um, but I think that's what Munster will look back and say, do you know what, if you look at the Racing game, if you look at the Leinster game now, um, the handling, especially amongst the forwards, I mean, Peter Mahi threw out a fantastic pass, but there's a lot of other guys in there who, are, who have good handling, but... I think the interplay, if you look at Leinster's, Leinster's interplay, um, it's where they ended up breaking Munster down a lot. So all the forwards were able to pass the ball. They were, you know those inside passes, they were able to deal with the Munster line speed from three, from their third defender out. 
you know, kind of hard to break them down, but Leinster then kind of found, I said, you know what, actually, there's an opportunity to go inside here. And you saw them kind of go back to it a few times uh, and break Munster down in there. So um, there's a lesson in that for Munster. And it'll be hard for them to say, look at Leinster, but there is a le- like all the good teams. Look at New Zealand. Um, you know, Australia are good there. Most of the guys who are good, most of the teams who are good, have good interplay in the forwards there. For me, that's where that's where Munster can grow a bit and give themselves a bit more time and give them opportunities to get go forward in the tight channels, which they weren't really able to get in the key match, really, for me this season, which was the Racing one. Um, they couldn't really break them down, couldn't get momentum, couldn't slow down the Racing line speed by making them make decisions coming off the line hard. So... Um, in, like they're not they're not far off just a few little things I think that's a big thing for me um what, what did you think watching the game will sorry I know you're about to ask me a question here the, the, the viewers can't or the viewers sorry the the listeners can't see but what before you get to that <laughs> before what did, I ask what did my you think question. what did you think of Munster of Munster's performance uh, I just I, I thought their skill level in the outside channels the amount of time the ball got to the second last receiver and it was either put into touch mm. or put a forward pass just their skill level under pressure just wasn't good enough I thought to be honest uh they have some good outside backs but like Zebo, some of his passing was quite loose. Like there was one when he had a lovely kind of curved run across the pitch, and he went one hand to Earls, and oh, it kind of went over, held that one. Yeah, over his shoulder, yeah, 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 and it wasn't yeah. a great pass. And then there was you could see what he was trying to do. I could but too, yeah, but yeah. like he had done the hard work. You know, he made the break, and yeah. then he was kind of in two minds, and it went over his shoulder. Yeah. And then there was another one towards the end. But then he, he throws the, the other one for the try. It's, it's kind of hard. No, for no, him. Yeah. I know. But do like, you know what I mean, the one, the kind of high risk one over the top. But some, nice. but for Leinster, I feel like you know, eight out of ten they're sticking. Whereas with Munster, it was yeah. like three out of ten they were sticking. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that, that was the difference. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can see that. I, I thought they were a little bit loose. Definitely, um, you probably get that a little bit with Zebes at times. He's kind of trying things. He makes things happen around him, and it's, you know, oftentimes, like I think that when he's playing great like he probably doesn't throw like it's when maybe two or three of those ones that go he probably holds and says actually that's not on or you know you know the kind of way and it's, I think he's yeah that's when he's playing well I thought you know on the weekend more of that stuff didn't come off than did come off mm. but I think he still saw how important he is to Munster and they will miss him next season so I'll probably ask Connor about that mm. it'll be interesting to get his take because they're actually you know good pals off the pitch as well well Without further ado, we are joined on the line now by Munster and Ireland scrum half Connor Murray. Connor, thanks so much for joining us. No worries, no worries, all guys. How are you? How are you getting on, Mur? No, not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. How are you, Lukey? Uh, very good, very good. You're sunning yourself today, I see. Uh, I was, I was. Um, a rare barbecue put on by Andrew Conway, so uh, ah. he's a little sun trap out the back. So got to got to catch a few rays, you know yourself. You're not taking your life into your own hand eating bomber food, are you? He, he did struggle with the colds. Uh, he did struggle for a while. He did need a little bit of a hand, but uh, he, he got there eventually. Yeah, there were there were beef burgers and chicken. So okay, I, I was, I was having a little luck. Yeah, we were okay. We were okay. Well, I was going to say that you, you mentioned that you were sunning yourself. One of my questions later, I'll just jump right into it. Is how do you manage being a you know professional top class rugby player with all the jet setting you do? If you see your Instagram feed, you're, uh, you're going on holidays seemingly every second uh, week. I don't know how you fit it all in. You got to rest the body, Will. I was I was defending you here. You got to rest the rig. You I know, get the vitamin I'm D get, in. I, <laughs> exactly, I get a, I get a lot of views after lads for this, but I, it's a balance. It's a balance. You know yourself. It's it's, it's mm. a balance that I have found. I have found for myself after a while. Um, but he's playing. He's fact, playing great. So know, don't don't change it. It reminds me for the moment. It seems to be working. But, uh, it reminds me a bit of George Clooney and up in the air. There's constant jet setting. You know <laughs> the air miles. <laughs> You're looking for Keep a million miles, miles, Connor. <laughs> yeah, I know. It has to be done. Well, yeah. well Connor, you, you mentioned I guess resting the body, and you, you're in a bit of an unusual position in that you know your season with Munster's wrapped up now. You have a couple of weeks off, maybe one or two, but then it's back into a big international test series against Australia. So you know mm. you're kind of in between at the moment. It must be a bit strange. Uh, it is a bit, it is a bit strange um, to be honest, but in a 
in a way, and, and obviously Luke will notice, like your, your season can be so intense, it can be so attritional, and, and you know, you're kind of, when you get knocked out or you, you, you get a break and you're not playing in the final, then you, you kind of flip it another way and you look at it in a positive light and say, look, I get a week here to rest my body, let a few niggles that, that are at me um, settle down. Thankfully, I actually, I don't, at this time of season, you usually do have one or two things that you're just struggling with, but for me at the moment, I'm quite lucky. Uh, body feels great, but uh, this week is about just, you know, training, topping up the fitness, um, getting into the gym and just kind of recovering and then getting ready to go again because, uh, Australia is a class place to go. It's a class place to tour. So, you know, some people think, or I've been asked, I've been asked a couple of times over the last few days. You now, how are you going to keep going? How, how do you do it? Like, how it's, it's <laughs> how pretty bad? much all year. <laughs> yeah, Australia ain't so, so bad. Yeah, exactly. How do I get? How do you <laughs> potentially get? You know, get the nod for Australia and go down there for three weeks. So, yeah. no, listen, it's it's a, it's going to be a great opportunity and the momentum we have at Ireland. Um, you know, obviously, the provinces have done well, especially in Leinster. You know that that momentum is going to carry on hopefully and, and you know it's it's tough place to go to australia and and do a job down there so that's another another challenge in, in this year murray you almost we almost had you potentially picking yourself for the tour you just saved it hey I that's did, experience your experience yeah. campaigner have, now yeah. Uh, yeah 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 you don't want to get cut out with that you do not want to get cut out with that <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse <laughs> I, I remember the very nice, my friend. Very nice. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be funny tomorrow. Shock snub as Conor Murray omitted from Joe Schmidt's squad. Oh, the lads, God, it's the lads bad. you're worried about. It's not any of the papers. The lads probably don't even read the papers, but I tell you, it's oh, the lads they, that they, they hear. Find it. There's a few fellas that would find it. They would, there's a few lads in our squad who read, who read the papers and will, will catch you out and things like that. Yeah. 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 Connor, it's funny, like, it's been about a year since the Lions toured in New Zealand. It seems to have just gone in the blink of an eye. Like, it doesn't feel that long ago that you guys were playing the, the All Blacks in those great test matches. And mm. it has really been all go since then. I know the player management system means you do get breaks in between, but does it feel like it, like the season just goes on so long and then you're kind of, you don't even get that much time to, to reset before you're back into another one? Yeah, uh, this this year since the, since the tour, it has, it has definitely felt like that, although... Post lines, I, I did get quite a long break. I got about six weeks, so um, got to get on. I get on a few flights and go to a few places. Um, Thank you, like Erlingus. I like to do <laughs> with Erlingus. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I think that was so big, and that kind of ended in a weird anti-climax kind of way with the draw, mm. and it, it almost went unnoticed in a, in a weird way. I know it didn't, but it, it just felt like it was a, a bit of a strange ending. So got on holidays and then came back into it, and then the buzz around Ireland it's always like what's the next thing to do and um, it just seemed to roll into the next season and this this season was filled you know a, a massive November Europe with, with Munster um, had gone quite well and we got through to the knockout phases and, and obviously the Six Nations Grand Slam so it's just just a really busy schedule with like you said with the player management system I got a good few breaks and, and got to got to recover and, and, you know, relax the mind if, as much as anything uh, and the body and, and just kind of stay mentally fresh for, you know, hopefully looking into a tour to Australia. Now I feel body feels great and, and mentally I feel I feel ready to go, which is, um, which, you know, some people say about playing in England, you know, it's, it's really tough. You got to, you, you play club rugby week, week in, week out, then you go into camp and you, your weekends off from camp, you go play at your clubs. But we're very well looked after here. And I think, you know, seeing the success with Leinster and how well, you know, I think Munster, um, you know, it's been a bit of a different season for Ulster and Connacht, um, but they have been doing well in previous years. And I think that's credit to the, to the system we have we have here. Yeah, Connor, that's interesting you say that because, I mean, obviously the system is 
um, you know, it has been, it's it's definitely working. I think we can all agree on that in terms of, yeah. you know, the player numbers and how much we're getting out of squads and, the you know, the mm. players we're able to attract over here, uh, you know, because they could probably go for bigger money elsewhere. I think that's, you know, a given. Uh, but mm-hmm. obviously people like to come over here at a certain point in their career because they probably feel like they get another year because they're managed so well. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting to hear you talk about that because I suppose I know you from when you came in initially. Um, you know, 2011, young lad, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, mm. And obviously subsequently you've gone on to, to, to great things. But I mean, how, in terms of, the, of evolving and managing your body, I mean, you just never seem to miss a big game for me. And look, there's obviously a bit of, a bit of you know, luck involved in that as well. Yeah. But in terms of preparation, I mean, have you have you gotten better at all that stuff? I, found, I, I mean, it sounds like a silly thing. I mean, most players do get better. But have you yeah. found you, you've gotten a lot better? You've gotten cuter? Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely have. I, like, I listened to Erzy on, on, on your show a couple of weeks ago, and it's and obviously close friends with Erzy, and it's I learned a lot from him. You know, he he spent a lot, an awful lot of time trying to be heavy and fast, trying to be lighter and and you know a little bit quicker, and he eventually found his weight. And you know, this year in particular, he's had the season of his life, and and, and that's worked for him. So, in a way, I in a, on a smaller kind of scale, I've always, you know struggled to put on weight but I, I got to a certain weight found that um and i and i felt i felt really comfortable and, and mm. you know fit and as strong as i as i could be at that weight and then for a couple of years i always tried to push myself in pre-season to put on you know really really push myself to put on two or three kilos and i managed to do that um for a couple of years and i just didn't feel right didn't sit well with me felt kind of sluggish felt unnatural for my body and, and i suppose every player has to go through that you're not mm. you know when you start off, you're told, and as you spoke about it as well, you're told to be as heavy as you possibly can and be as fit as you possibly can. And, you know, that probably puts a bit of pressure on, on young players. And I suppose if the game develops a little bit more, maybe when you when players come into academies or come out of school, you know, there's a bit more going into, you know, um, their background check and what, what is the optimum weight. And I'm sure it has, you know, it's not for me to talk about strength and conditioning programs, but I'm sure it has definitely evolved since then. And I, th- I think I've found... My weight, I've found what works for me. Um, you know, I find, do I need to do weights on a Thursday or Friday before a game? For me, I like to do that on my own a little. You know, you find little mm. things that work for you and you eventually find your your system or your routine that, that puts you in the kind of the freshest um, state for, before a game. Um, and then injury-wise, like you said, uh, you need a little bit of luck. Um, and you obviously have to look after your body and, and that kind of helps you a little bit as well. But um, I think you need a little bit of luck in that regard as well because... A lot of lads, they're so professional, do everything to the T and, and, you know, they seem to have a kind of an injury record or history. So I think it's just your body makeup sometimes helps you that way. Another thing that Keith mentioned when he was on with us that was that when he went on that Lions tour as a youngster, he felt maybe that he hadn't maybe gotten to the stage where he would have been comfortable with with, with being in that company. Like similar mm. to yourself, like you broke into the Ireland setup, you, you got your first cap in a World Cup warm up game. About two or three weeks later, you were starting in some really big games. How mm. did you handle that at the time? You know, looking back on it now, uh, you know, how do you feel? Did you feel like you were ready for it then, or was it all just a complete shock to you? Um, I talked to lads about that. It, it, it was a shock, definitely, because I got into the Munster team that season, 2011, um, and got, got the nod um, to, to start a few games when Tomas and, and Strings were away. And then Tomas got injured in the Six Nations. And I, I suppose after the Six Nations, when Strings came back into the fold and there was a, a Leinster, it was a league game um, in Tolman Park. And I just, just presumed that, you know, I was happy with the way things went when they were away. I got a few caps and managed to play pretty well, happy with that. And then the team was right out for that Leinster game and I was still starting. And then I, that's when it kind of hit me. It was like, 
geez, Strings is on the bench and he's still he's still sticking with me for this game. You know, I must be doing something right. And that's that's you need a kind of moment like that for the belief to kind of kick in. You know, you always think you're, you know, you have your own self confidence and stuff, but you need a you need at a certain point for someone to back you and someone to say, no, I think you can. I really think you can make a fist of this. And you know, that was Tony McGann for me at Munster, and then. Um, that season went when you know went well, and um, we managed to win a, a bit of silverware uh, with Munster, which was fantastic. And then got called into the the Irish squad, and I remember um, it was my first time, my first time getting a, a sponsored car, I had a little Audi A1, and I was driving up the road to uh, Carton House, and I don't know what what month it was. It was it was for summer um, pre World Cup training, and I drove past the golf club, and uh, you could see all the players were up there. There was. You know, Drico, uh, Lukey, Rob Kearney, all these guys who had only watched and, and only played against once or twice. So they were still pretty much heroes in my eyes. And I, at, at that moment in time, I I fully would have taken taken whatever it was to, to turn around and just be able to go home because I was just like, oh, this is just, this is a big thing. This is pretty daunting. And then 20 minutes later, after saying hello to everyone and just realizing everyone's pretty normal and, and chatting away, and then you're, you're kind ah, of... Thanks, man. It's the first time I've uh, ever been called normal. But I... <laughs> <laughs> Until I actually got to know Lucas properly, um, uh, but you know, it just it kind of just settled you down a little bit, um, and and from then on, it's just you take it week by week, and and you, you just enjoy the ride, um, and and thankfully since then it's it's gone, it's gone pretty well. There's been a lot of challenges in there, but that, like you said a while ago, like injury, um, I've been pretty good with injury, and, and have been around to be. You know, available for selection in big games, and and, and thankfully I've I've gotten to play in a few. It's really interesting to hear you say, you know, and I think every player has it, but you know, from the outside, and I would say just from from looking at you all the way up through the levels, you just mm. exude a calmness and a confidence, you know, and I think it really helps with your position, um, mm. you know, and I t- I'm, I'm always I was always incredibly impressed with that every single step up you've made, you know, for, and and probably like, definitely at the start. You know, it kind of came from nowhere. Like, it was incredible. You had Strings and Tomas, both brilliant rugby players. You know, tons mm. of caps for Ireland. Won everything with Munster and Ireland. And uh, mm. all of a sudden, this Conor Murray lad pops up. And he just keeps going through the levels. Every <laughs> time he goes up to a bigger game, he seems to play better. Um, yeah. You know, and then it's, isn't it funny? We had, like, you know, Dan Levy on, Keith Earls on, like, loads of different guys saying... Geez, you know, I really didn't think, didn't feel like I belonged. I know myself. I, I kind of had a, a different path. You swaggered in. On I your first swaggered in. I, I thought it was the business. I thought you it was did, the bees yeah, knees. Yeah. But move no. over, Drago. <laughs> but no, seriously, we're not it all is, is blessed. We're not all blessed. <laughs> not all is idiotic. Clearly, um, no. But what, like, it's amazing to hear you say that. I mean, and did you like just because? I suppose it's a personal question. Maybe no one else would be as interested in this as me. Mm. But. I just was always really interested here. I mean, did you ever, did you find it daunting to go up the levels? Because it didn't look like it. Um, Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, th- I, th- I think early on, early on, it was, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I think it's, it's, I haven't thought about this as an answer, but like, I think early on in my career, the step up from being in the academy, playing 20s, and then the step up to playing provincial. And tr- like, I think I was very lucky, um, you know, to have Raj, to have Paulie, have yeah. Wally to have all these legends of the game, um, kind of nurture you when you come in at, at the beginning. Because I came in and got a start really early, and suddenly I was playing with these guys, and then that just makes you adjust to being around big players. I, I found that very difficult at the, at the beginning because, like the lads have said, you don't really know. You know, you're you know you have your own self belief, and you know you're you're decent rugby player, but you you don't know how far you can take it. And I think training with those guys and 
and listening to them give you feedback and you, you know the way they talk to you you, you realize that they rate you as a player and mm. and you know they believe in you so to, for me to have that in Munster and get that kind of experience and then to go off to Ireland and have that have that kind of daunting feeling as well and then you know get to know Drico and Cairns and, and yourself and everyone else who, who I had watched as a young fella um, you know to get to know these guys and then it's just playing rugby with them um, and, and, and every game you play you, you feel you're more you're more at home you're more at home and then I think Lions tour especially the first one um, in 2013 that was really that was another daunting experience like every player go, like I suppose people looking from the outside in you might have a certain demeanour about you but I think as, as people you go through the same thing you go into a room full of guys who have been there and done it and you haven't done it yet you're obviously mm. going to feel a little bit intimidated so you, you just kind of you navigate your way through that um, and you know and you know you obviously have your own ability and, and you, you back that and um, I think that line sort of, like I said it was it was a big turning point for me it was a you know training especially like someone like Mike Phillips who you know I idolised and looked up to as a scrum half you know tall type dark half handsome and, and like yourself <laughs> he's a <laughs> He is. He always claimed he was much better looking than me. Um, I'm the poor man. He, 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 poor he called me the. Mike I was the poor man's Mike Phillips for years. For years, he's always said that to me. Um, so that's a bit of motivation for me going forward. But, um, but it's kind train, of. It's, just, oh, sorry. Yeah. It's, it's funny sorry, you mentioned that line store yeah. uh, because I feel like you know subsequent to that, particularly that All Blacks game, that heartbreaking defeat was maybe where I guess it was the first time anyway from the outside looking in. You kind of reached that top world-class level that you've kind of subsequently maintained for the last, you know, four or five years. Did you feel that yourself that it was after that line sort of you kind of really kicked on and became the player you are today? Um, yeah, the the one in the Aviva, the, yeah. the, the last minute. Yeah, um, that was definitely, that was a turning, I suppose it was a turning point. I think for me, um, in a, in big games, I suppose, in the, and in the weeks leading up to big games, you just try and get your own stuff right. You try and, Tick all your own boxes and, and make sure you don't have, you know, anything you can really slip up on. You know, I know on the day performance, you know, that's that's a different story. But just your homework and getting everything nailed off, you know, in a big week like that, um, that kind of helps me into into big games. And then to get to your point about like how do you, you know, that turning point. I think playing against players like that, playing against a fellow like Aaron Smith, or you know, like or Reese Webb or, or these days or whoever it is, even in club rugby, playing against the guys you're. You're coming up against uh, for national selection like Lukey, like Marms. Um, they're the they're the kind of days where you you really want to prove to people watching that you know you're well able well able for it and, and you can perform at that level. And um, I suppose you know those bigger games, you know, while it's a big, you know, playing the All Blacks is it's such a big occasion. You know, so many people are going to watch it because it's the All Blacks. Um, there's that bit more pressure on you. But for me, I, I probably. I probably don't pay attention to that and narrow it down to, you know, this, you know, I want to play better than Aaron Smith today, or you know, I want to, I want to really perform today and, and you know show I'm well able to play against the All Blacks. So um, maybe that in your in your mindset, you know, that your your mind has to be in in a, in a kind of a solid place as well as much as you know your your body going into a game like that i think yeah and just a, for a more rugby related question you, you've become so well known for your box kicking like you know putting it on wherever you want when, when do you feel like that part of your game or that part of the game in general became so important because i feel like when you broke in in 2011 as a youngster box kicking just was wasn't as utilized as much to retain the ball and obviously under joe schmidt in the last four or five years it's become huge like when do you did you start really practicing it and um, you know and making it a real weapon um, I don't know. I, I, I struggle with this 
this question when it's when it's when it's given to me because I don't really know. I think when people found out that I, I have quite long, lanky legs and maybe the ball hangs up there for we a bit longer. We knew that all the time, um, man. The bean yeah, only is on yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, maybe that. I, I don't know. It's it probably. It was always. I think. I think it was always in a, in a game plan, and maybe you know. I, I did a lot of practice on it when when I was younger, and it, it was a, it was a weakness of mine when I was growing up because you know I'm well able to give the ball a whack, but like controlling it and, and trying to get it to land in the correct spot so your winger can contest or you know that's one part you know even just you know box kicking to touch and, and trying to find correct distance and, and li- like smaller more delicate kicks so it was always a work on for me and I suppose it's just you know the more I trained it and, and the more I got to show it in games you know maybe we reverted to to box to, to kicking off nine more so than ten at times and um, you know I, I think it slowly but surely just crept into in, into my game and became it became you know stronger and stronger as as the seasons went on and I don't think there was a, a, a huge moment where you know I said oh we're going to do this now but it just it slowly but surely filtered into into our game plan and I think it's you know it's part of every team's game I used to, like a, a few years ago we used kick so much off nine that people got really annoyed like you could just hear the crowd kind of moaning every time you kind of <laughs> you, you kind of turn to the side and they, they could they could tell you're going to kick it and people didn't really understand it so there was a stage there where i was just like i don't really want to keep doing this you know, the crowd don't like it but i think people are you know especially especially at high level rugby um international rugby when you know when the margins are so small like a, a kick re- regathering a, a kick from your own half and getting into the opposition's half can have a huge bearing on the next two or three minutes of rugby so you know in a game international game where, where, where margins are so small you know like things like that can can really work in your favor and you know I've seen many times when I've kicked the ball way too long and their winger has counter-attacked and scored under the post you know so I've seen both sides of it many many times. And it's interesting to hear you say um more about the you know getting yourself prepared and just focusing on your own job, you know. Um because I always suppose like when when you think of a nine, you know, you're probably touching the game and you'll know this probably way more mm. way more accurately than me, but let's call it between 60 and 90 times a game like if it's a really fast yeah. one, maybe 90, maybe 60 if mm-hmm. it's a slow one. Um yeah. like you are kind of the connection between everything. And you are mm-hmm. kind of key to all that, and you keep the team together. I mean, just for any young guys, I suppose yeah. I'm sure it'll be interesting for them to pick your brain. Like, focus on your own job, uh, whilst yeah. also trying to keep the team ticking over and keeping that connection going. Is that was that difficult? Yeah. Is that difficult? Yeah, yeah. In terms of in terms of focusing on my own job, I suppose that's one side of thing. Making sure my body is right and and, and I'm ready to go at the weekend, and then. Like training wise, is it's completely is completely different. And mm. I suppose it's 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 probably important to to show the difference between that like training during the week is it, it's my job to you know if, if i have a certain move that involves you know the, the blind side flanker or whatever you know it's it's really important that i get i go through that with him four or five times during the week and, and we get that nailed or you know i'm constantly you're constantly having chats with your 10 your wingers to you know in terms of like that box kicking element um you know moves in the lineup so yeah like you like you said there it's not it's not just as if i go away and just focus on my passing and my kicking and, and you know things that I might I might want to do during the game it's it's definitely a connection with everyone um yeah. and I suppose that in that's what I meant when I said you know getting myself right getting you know making sure that if I'm doing a move with like like I said that blindside flanker yeah, yeah. making sure that that I know that he knows exactly what we're doing when we, when we go onto the pitch on the Saturday so there's a lot involved in I suppose in a week's prep but I think being in the Irish setup in particular you know those 
those conversations and that prep um you know there's it, there's more emphasis on that during the week which, which has been you know um, fantastic for for my game over the last number of years and as well, I suppose, I just heard a few of the older guys, or a few of the younger guys even as well, you know, mention yourself, Keith, uh, you know, obviously Pete, um, you know, CJ, but you're in that group mm. of kind of, of senior players now, you know, with all your experience, all the great things you've done in the game. Um, how have you found that role? Do you like the role? Are you able to, are you, like, are you, are you watching mm. over your shoulder? Are you able to guide some of the younger guys along? I mean, is, is that a challenge for you? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, it's it's yeah. I do enjoy it now. I definitely do enjoy it mm. now. And I suppose you, you've a you've a definitely have a much better understanding of who you are and you know that you know what what you bring to the group. So like, I'm not the type of guy to have fellas head head headbutting the walls before a game. I'm I'd be a lot more. I'd just be more relaxed. And I think you know certain certain scrum halves might be like that. Certain like like to do a lot of talking, like to do a lot of shouting and screaming and. You know, in terms of my role in in Ireland at the moment, you know, I think I get I have a good relationship with, with you know with young guys with with the older guys, um, and it's just it's easy to easy to guide guys like that because any any young guy who comes into the squad is is really keen to learn. So it's it's not mm. actually it's not actually that much of a challenge. You know, I know at this stage I understand the experience I have and you know um, what I've been through and and how it can help young a few of the younger guys coming in. So mm. I'm an absolute open open book in terms of you know willing to help help those guys and, and you know if they're if they're picked or whatever or they're going to be coming into the game just give them as much information as help as you can um, and then there's other guys like like bestie like pete like johnny who who would probably be a bit more motivating in, ter- in terms of that i suppose I, i'm just not that type of person so it's, it's really mm. i think it's really important to be who you are in a group like that you know not try and force yourself to be something you're not, you know, you, you just be you and, and kind of do that as, as best you can, I think is is what makes me, um, you know, tick and, and, and motivated going into camp like that. And um, I'm just really, really kind of, I'd never say comfortable in the group, but I, I'm happy with where, where I am at in, in, in the squad at the moment. You're obviously a great player in your own right, but it's that partnership with Johnny Sexton that I think has really driven Ireland forward in the last few years. It's an interesting one because obviously Johnny is the leader of the attack, but you have so much influence as well, you know, with the amount of kicking you do. And as, as Luke said, you know, you know, directing the attack from the base of the rook, that it's mm. almost like a French style sometimes with the scrum half being very dominant. Like, what's that give and take like where sometimes Johnny, I guess, is, is directing a lot of traffic and then sometimes you're taking it on your shoulders? Um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, 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 to be honest, <laughs> you don't go, man. No one yeah. gets an opportunity with Johnny. Just do as he says. Exactly. <laughs> kick kinda, him, kick him. Kind of like that, but like you know, you've probably seen Johnny on on TV and and just kind of get, like <laughs> visually being annoyed at, at things that are happening. And to be honest, um, you know, maybe in, at the start, definitely in the 2011 World Cup, um, we had a few moments where. You know, he wanted you know a ball played to the fours, and I would I was just kind of at that age I was just playing rugby, so I I wouldn't really listen, and I throwed out the back to him, and he wasn't ready to get the ball, and you know we had a few clashes during that World Cup that that definitely stood to us going going um you know down the road further, and it, you know it's it's just about getting to know someone, um particularly over the last few years, you know me and Johnny are good mates now, um, and I think that's really important, you know, and it, and it transfers onto the pitch, and you know at times if if I want to do my own thing. I go go down the blind side, and, and it doesn't work. Then he'll rarely, you know, unless it's it's a terrible decision. He'll <laughs> he'll rarely he'll rarely give out to you, you know, badly. Um, he'll just say, you know, have a look up at me. And it's I think it's something we've worked on over the years. Is just you know constantly being in eye contact with each other um, and having a look here and there. And 
um, you know, because stadiums and arenas you're playing, they can be really, really loud. And it's, it's about a feel. And it's about kind of half knowing where, where he's going next or whatever. And I think, you know, that was a, a little example of that was the drop goal in France when, mm. you know, I looked at we looked at each other two or three times when the, the forwards were picking and going. And it was just a slight nod when he I knew he, really, he wanted to take it on. And thankfully, it was quick ball and, and we pulled the trigger and, and, it, and it all worked out. But that that's a... Like I said, that's a really good example. There's been other examples where I haven't looked up. Like I've been, I've had my head in the rock, and he's been like, you know, he tells me, you know, you need to look at me more and, and see where I'm going and stuff. So um, it's definitely a kind of get to know each other and and then feel each other out from then. So you've gotten to the stage where you can make a few decisions on your own. You don't feel like you're going to get a complete <laughs> bollocking. <laughs> exactly, and uh, yeah, you need you, you absolutely you can't be. I'm so jealous, mate. Worried. I never, I never yeah. got there. I never got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, especially when you get a fan. Yeah, yeah. I know the feeling. Um, I always just blame the, the outside backs when, when, he's, when he's in one of his fits. So deflect away from me. But uh, no, it's, 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 it's definitely developed. <laughs> and I guess on the summer tour, you might get an opportunity to play with a couple of other players. Like Joey Cabri might be going on the tour. There has been talk that he mm. might be going down to Munster potentially. Is, is he a player that you would like to play with if there was an opportunity? Oh, loaded question! Uh, uh, I like it. Well. Uh, I like no, it. Listen, <laughs> I know there's, there's an awful lot of talk around that kind of that kind of stuff, but mm. uh, no, Joey's a great player, great guy. Um, like I said, young guys coming into the into the group that are always willing to learn. You know, obviously to look at Joey is, you know, he's got an unbelievable step, he's unbelievable skills, he's a class rugby player, but he he seems really hungry to you know add that kind of control element and, and the knowledge to his game, especially when he comes into camp. You know, he's. Because you know when he steps in for Johnny, saying in walkthroughs, he's he's really like, he's really clued in, and he he guides the team around. He knows exactly what move he wants to play. And these are just walkthroughs, but you know, look, you know, you know those walkthroughs mm. that they can, oh, yeah. you know, that you need to be, you need to know <laughs> what you're doing. Haven't read a few times. Um, yeah, <laughs> so you, you just need to know what you're doing, and Joey's really good at that. Mm. Um, mm. And yeah, like if if the opportunity comes up over the summer to get a bit more game time, obviously played with him before, but to get a bit of more game time with Joey, then then that'd be great. And then. Where he plays his rugby next season, your, your guess is as good as mine. Um, I'm sure his head is fried at the moment with, with that kind of talk. Definitely sidestepped. No. Uh, <laughs> nicely done. Nicely done, yeah. Did I do well? Yeah, uh, you did great. You did great. And listen, uh, in terms of, of, of Munster's season, I suppose, um, you know, obviously there was a bit of upheaval with Razzy Erasmus leaving. Um, mm. And, I mean, that must have been tough. I mean, how did the squad take that? How did you um, take it? I mean, you're, you're I, assuming as, as one of the decision makers, you would have been very, very close to Razzie, were you? Yeah, yeah, we mm. were. Yeah, Razzie and Jack. Yeah, we were. Mm. They, came, they came in and did and just like just took hold of the place, like mm. took hold of it, and ha- put in their systems and the way they wanted to drive it. And literally everyone, not even in the playing group, but this, like this S and C and the the wider staff, everyone just rode in behind them and loved what they were doing. And then I found it out in in the summer um you know after a long season ending with line store and in the summer when i just genuinely just wanted to forget about rugby for um a few weeks you know it was it was just a long stressful stressful type of year um unbelievable year but you know it, it's, yeah, it's still yeah, quite it's intense and, yeah yeah and then i just i found out i don't know how um a text message or a phone call off someone um and i was i was very pissed off i was like selfishly pissed off because i was like you know we got two great coaches you know with felix and fly working working with them as well uh, and now that and we've we've started something good because you know the, the, the run we had last year was great and then mm. um you know they're, they're gone and i was like in my own head i was like oh, again this is like this this is the third or fourth time i've changed coach with monster since i've been here and you know when are we going to get a a run of consistent coaching where we can build on something um f- f- through season to season not have to come in 
in a new preseason and absolutely new or get to know a full new playbook, a new coach, um, his philosophy, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. at, the, at the time, I was really pissed off, and everyone else was, and that's I think we had a full right to be. Um, and, and then Johan came in, and um, in fairness, he and and um, you know he he was just really really good with the way he dealt with us. You know he he had a lot of um, ideas he wanted to implement. Same with JP Ferreira, he wanted to implement things in D, and we also had um, ways of of playing and systems in place that Razzy and Jack had given us, and we 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 believed in, and we wanted to continue with them. So it was really difficult for them to come in mid season and 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 change things. But I thought they did a really good job and. They didn't change too much. They slowly implemented a few new things that they liked and, and kept a lot of the stuff that we had been using and, you know, got us to a certain place this year, which is which is positive. You know, you talk about the defeat last week to Leinster. In a way, obviously, it's really disappointing to lose the semi-final, but I was actually quite proud and uh, satisfied that we actually showed up on, on, a, on the day in the semi-final and, you know, fired a good few shots at Leinster. And on the day, we just... We came up a, a small bit short, which um, you know, is it gives you a completely different perspective looking into next year. You know, we just we're close, and we just need to add a few bits, and then we'll hopefully we'll go up another level. So, um, yeah, difficult to lose the guys, but I think Johan and, and JP have, have done a pretty good job, and obviously Felix and Fla, who have yeah. you know worked overtime to to kind of keep things on the road. It's funny how things can work, Connor. Obviously, when you, you broke into the team in 2011, you guys won the Celtic League that year. You know, beat Leinster in the final, and, and you probably thought with the team around you that there might be you know multiple leagues and possibly a few European cups to come. But and now here we are. You're 29 now, and that has been the only trophy you've won with the team. Is that something mm-hmm. that you know bothers you, or is it something that you know is even a bit surprising? Like I don't think Peter O'Mahony has even won won a trophy with Munster, and he's he's one of their greatest ever players. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely honestly, it's something that bothers me. It's something that. Um, like you said, it was my first. I think I played six games with Munster, and we won a Magnus League. And you know that can be dangerous for young players like that to to have success come so quickly. And then you know you presume, not presume, but you're, yeah, like you said, you're hopeful that you know there'll be a few more down the line. And and unfortunately for for whatever reason, we've come close, you know, many many times and, and have failed to get over the line. And yeah, it's definitely you know I'm from Limerick. I'm a proud Limerick and Munster man, and I want to. You know that's the dream is to you know you know with Ireland and and a couple of line stores you know I've been very very lucky I think um, but to win something with Munster particularly Europe Europe is always always the dream mm. to just to have you know one I know there's players in Leinster now with four but like just to have one European would would be a dream come true so that's that's I think it's a good thing as well it keeps you really really motivated for your club um, and it keeps you wanting to drive the standards there and get better and better but um, yeah it's been it's been a long time since we we had success which is frustrating um, given the fact that you know it would be different if we weren't making knockout stages and we weren't making semi-finals and finals of the leagues um, you know so and then in another way it's probably more frustrating knowing that we're that close and we just need a little extra something to, to push us over the line yeah look it's I mean I'm really impressed I think it's a really balanced view of, of how things are going you know I, I mean obviously I mean the disappointment at the racing game you know I just feel like you know, you're way better than what you showed on the day. Uh, yeah. And I just feel, I, I, do you know what? I completely agree. Uh, I, I do think that, you know, I mean, last year must have been a really hard one. I thought you just didn't really prove, you know, you didn't really show up in the final as well against Scott's mm-hmm. way better team than that. That should have been a close one. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I just, I feel like you're exactly right uh, looking at it. I don't know if you think the same. Well, I know we were talking about it last week and I just said, what I was saying last week on the show that, 
I really didn't think you were that far away, and I thought it was going to be a close one, the RDS, and, and, and it proved to be. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what, I mean, will you miss? I mean, just in terms of next season, like I mean, there's a few guys leaving. Obviously, uh, I mean, obviously, mm. Grobler was obviously, a, you know, that was a really tough situation for him to come into, uh, and, and it was tough for the club. But I mean, Zeebs, I mean, he's a big part of the team. Um, I mean, I know he's a good pal of yours as well. You guys seem to have nearly a telepathic relationship as well, just from watching you guys play together. Um, yeah. How will you how will you replace that uh, that void? You know, well, he, he's a, he's a big loss, I, I think, from from what I can see. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be the biggest loss I've I've come across in in any squad, um, in any team. You know, his playing ability is there for everyone to see. You know, mm-hmm. that X factor thing. Um, you know he can do stuff that that is quite frustrating because he'll rub it in your face when he does some <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable bit of skill and that's what, he just makes that's the guy he is and um, like you said we're we're great mates and I think playing the playing ability side of it you know if you leave that aside it's it's what he brings to the group and, and the dressing room you know he he's just the most positive person you'll you'll ever come across always smiling always joking you know and and just brings. He'll bring people up with him, you know. If people arrive into work on a Monday or, you know, training on a Monday, I don't mean to call it work, but um, you know, and, and they're, they're they're feeling low, you know, they'll just take you know chat to Zeebs for two minutes and you're and you're back on track. Like he's just that, he's just that, you know, bright spark that, um, you know, we've been very lucky to have in our dressing room, and, and you know, we've had great memories down through the years, and you know, uh, we're going to miss him massively, and um, you know, on on and off the pitch, he, he's going to be a huge loss, and you know, with, with Mike Haley with with guys that we already have here um, that can play 15, we do have options. We definitely yeah. have fantastic options. Um, but I think it just, it's just Eves is just a bit different. He's a bit original. <laughs> He's, He's definitely bit, different. You know, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. yeah, he'll be a huge loss, a massive loss. And he's... Um, you know, he's a he's a massive gain for Racing to have, and you know he'll 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 go on and do um, great things with them if he can if he can stay away from the baguettes in Paris. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Which is a no. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously Simon made the decision to to go to the top fourteen next season. Connor, I know your contract goes up to the end of the twenty nineteen World Cup, but that says you'll be thirty. There won't be another World Cup for four years or a Lions tour for two years. W- would you consider mm. a similar move then? Because that's probably a good time to do it if you're going to do it in your career. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no hiding. If, if there was a time to do it, that is probably a, a good time to go um, straight after a World Cup cycle. And it, you know, you take a look at where you stand within the game, within the country, and um, that could fit fit into an ideal opportunity. But and then going back to your point about winning something at Munster, that's that's something that will you know, if you do go and and they win something while you're away, then that's going to be pretty hard to take because you know you've given I don't know seven eight years trying to win something at Munster and haven't done so yet so there's that desire you know I think we talk about the player welfare program in Ireland um, how well they look after us um, how competitive Ireland are at the moment you know we just won a Grand Slam um, we're in really good shape and, and, and I hope we continue to build and then there's another side you know is it a lifestyle opportunity or a choice that you want to go and experience something different we are in quite a um enclosed bubble in Ireland you know which is which is great um but also it's 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 probably healthy to go outside that bubble and get another perspective so um I'd never rule it out definitely and, and I don't think there's any harm in saying that I think you know it's it's a t- it's a it's going to be a really tough decision when that time comes around but um you know we're in a I'm in a really lucky position to have that decision you know either you know stay here and hopefully play with your 
your beloved club are, are going play somewhere um not of your choice but you know go and live somewhere and, and play somewhere you, you might want to experience which is, which is a, a great place to be and i don't want to flatter you too much but you've probably reached the stage of your career when you might be in the johnny sexton bracket of a player who would be allowed go play abroad and still maybe be in consideration to play for ireland oh thanks for that will yeah yeah, Murray, did you hear that? You can say, yeah, mention that to Joe now or whoever's in charge. Yeah, after I, I'm, not, I'm not going to be. Joe, I, somebody it, suggested it, this to me the other day. No, yeah, Will said yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Will said it's fine. The left wing said it. Yeah, they said it was fine. So I'm just going, no. Um, again, look, I think, I don't know if, if that's the case. You know, I, if you were willing to move, I don't know, would you have to be willing to give up your your place in the Irish squad? That is, that's another, another um, bridge to cross, you know, and, and it'd be a really tough decision. You know, playing international rugby, um, is amazing and and the buzz around international weeks is, is class um, you know and, and you know to get to bring your family up to if you're playing a home game in Aviva your family gets to come to Dublin and enjoy that experience and it's a it's a huge huge thing so um, to to still be of age and still be uh, have the ability to play for your country and and not get picked w- would be would be really tough so um, you know, you know, there's a, it's not just a, it's not a straightforward decision when you're when you're when you're looking at potentially moving or whatever. So, um, that's another massive, massive thing to consider. Very interesting. Didn't the Glimmerick lads like coming up to Dublin? But sure, yeah, maybe for the matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've gotten used to it. I've gotten used to it. It's and here, right, I'm, <laughs> I've got to ask you as well because I mean, I just think he's turned. He was in Leinster when I was there, but Ty Byrne coming in next season. Uh, I mean, mm. I know it's a fairly grisly monster pack anyway. Um, but Jesus, I think he'll add something special. He has been, I think mean, he's Will, he was Will's player of the season. In, yeah, I think uh, he European. should be European and Pro 14 player of the season. So <laughs> he, that's God, yeah, he, he had amazing. a pick last week. I mean, he, he must be excited about teaming up with him. He looks like a serious player. And he was, uh, he just got really unlucky in Leinster with a, with a really bad set of groin injuries that kept him out for over a year. Um, and they yeah. had obviously, like you see, your, your James Ryans and Ross Burns and these young lads coming through in that position. But I mean, yeah. he, he's a really exciting piece to add to the Munster puddle, uh, puzzle next year. Oh, huge, huge, and and you can see like it just uh, he, obviously he's a second row. He seems to be able to play six two, and mm-hmm. you know the things he does. Um, obviously his turnovers and his poaching ability is crazy. It's like I think he's top of the charts in in everything in in the domestic league and European league. So I, you know that that alone, you know we're guaranteed a few more um, poaches and penalties for us next year. That's that's a given. But I think you know you see him in the loose. You see his ball carrying. Um, uh, he just he just seems to be an unbelievable player, and I did hear that about him about the the kind of injury woes he had in Leinster, which which unfortunately forced him to you know seek somewhere else to play. But you know you've seen that with players, your players you know have unbelievable ability and just get just get a bad run of luck, bad timing, and you know their opportunity seems to go on and they have to they have to go the harder route. And you know I think that's that's more impressive. You know he's gone the harder route and has forced them way back around and back into Ireland, which is you know. You know, which is, is is a lot tougher to do than if you're you're in one of the provinces. I think you know to be noticed abroad can can, can you know sometimes you can get lost a little bit out there. So um, yeah, oh, like you said, we've, we I think we've a really good pack at the moment, and you know to have him coming into it is uh, is definitely only going to strengthen us. So. Uh, that's an absolute step in a step in the right direction for Munster. I have one last question, Connor. How often do you practice your goal kicking? Because you have an ability just to step up and land these monster ones from the halfway line, like Francois Stein. Man, it's like the, I'm telling you, you honestly, every time you have these these moments, I'm always so you look so calm in them. I mean, obviously, I mean, you you kick from you. I remember you kind of started out, you were kicking from distance, but. I mean, yeah. what's the story, man? What do you, what's the uh, what's what's the secret? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I think I just I have a GA background, so I just put it on the team, and give it a wallop, and keep the head down. I um, I think like I kicked when I was younger. You see, so I okay. kicked in 
mm. in school and in AIL and then I came into Munster and there was no one else kicking but Raj so you may as well leave the tea in the car um, <laughs> so th- that's the way that was so that kind of went on the back burner for a while and then uh, the Lions store in 2013 um, just after practice there was a few teaser and I started I started walloping a few and and Neil Jenkins came up and just I still got it out. still got it baby I, I, it's there I, was, I knew he was watching so I was just just wanted to compliment that him <laughs> so he just said look you should you should consider you know keeping that as part of your armory because you know you, you've a good strike in you so um, yeah I, I kept it up for a bit took a few kicks with Munster um, not in any big games and then I actually started this year Tyler Blind gave me his tea he, he uses telescopic tea and um, you know obviously with, with my lanky legs I can kick it you know and box kick can stay up there for a while so I said I'd use that and see how far I could kick the ball from and uh, you know ended up getting used to that team and found a routine that, that I really liked and um, you know it, it's 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 I'm happy it came into um, use this year especially in, in games where you know there's a bit of pressure on you you know that Welsh game and, and then yeah. a penalty in the English game in Twickenham just you know it's really satisfying to to you know, practice for it, and then it come it come to fruition on a, on a game day when it matters. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's something that's been there, but has been definitely utilised a lot more this year, and, and hopefully it, it keeps on going that way. Is the day coming when you get a bit overconfident and wrestle the kicking tee out of Johnny Sexton's hands for a big moment? Oh, <laughs> uh, that'll be yeah, that'll be the day. Keep 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 an eye for that. <laughs> you never know, you never know. But no, he'd usually give you a look and say absolutely not. Um, but he's getting older. He's getting older. His legs are getting weaker. So, you know, he's maybe the distance is like... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and here, look, I've got to ask you, and we, we, you know, you always try and ask all the... Oh, I mean, you're, you're turning to, and I think you will end up being one of Ireland's greatest players. Um, who's the who's the best coach you've come across so far? I'm always interested to hear this. And I probably get it. I might... Will, you remind me to ask about Felix Jones. I'm always really impressed with him. But I want to ask you about him after. First mm-hmm. of all, who is the best coach you've worked with so far? Who's been the biggest influence in your career? Um, yeah, you've, you've definitely heard it for it's got it's got to be Joe for me. It's mm-hmm. it's got to be, and you know I've been lucky to to work with a lot of a lot of coaches. You know, in, in particular at Munster with the turnover of, of coaches over the last nine or ten years. And yeah, Joe just added that um, you know that game appreciation um, to my game, uh, especially coming off the 2013 uh, Lions tour again to go back. I don't want to keep going back to that, but I went on that tour. Um, came back from it. It had gone really well, and and probably I wouldn't say I was cocky, but you know, did you think you had it all sussed or whatever? You just thought it, things were going to be a bit easier. And then that was Joe's first year into Ireland, and um, you know, he he started Redzer for that game against Samoa. So, or I started against Samoa. He started Redzer against Australia, and then that was the week after was the New Zealand game. So that whole November series really kind of put me back into gear and, and and straightened my mind out and said, no, look, there's another. This guy needs another level from me, you know. You know what I've done so far; it doesn't really matter. You know, this is a new page, and um, and it kind of just put me back into line. And, and then from then on, just work, just working with him, working with him um, in camp day to day. You just pick up so much off the man. You know, he he's just so knowledgeable. He knows the game inside out. Um, particularly, you know, the plays he comes up with. You know, he so he knows what him. defenses are going to do. And and I've seen it. I've seen it on the the video session during the week and then I've seen it actually happen in the game on a Saturday and then you're kind of going in the play live you're kind of oh my god this is exactly what yeah. he said would happen that, that's <laughs> don't mess it up here. And you, yeah don't mess it up you know he's giving you exactly what you need to do here uh, and just do it but at times you know that can, that can be the difference in big games and, and it has been um, over a while and um, yeah look uh, uh, Axel um, obviously he was the guy who brought me into Munster and 
gave me my chance um, in under 20s. He was my 20s coach. Got into the academy after that, and and you know, and you know, had had an enormous amount of faith in me. And you know, in terms of a rugby brain, you know, he's right up there also. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of people who have an effect on you um, throughout your career. And last thing, I know we've kept you for ages here. It's just been in fairness. Uh, you've been waffling a bit as well. Now it's not all our fault, but no, seriously, <laughs> no, honestly, really enjoyed it so far. But last last thing from me, um, I suppose I'm just interested because I know obviously I've played with Jones. We played against him. Played mini mm. rugby's against him since we we're eight or nine years old. He's always, and yeah. he is the same, exact same player then as same he is now. Same size as well. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> he probably is the same size. In fairness, but yeah. I mean, how's how's he going? How's his like? I mean, he's he's been a mainstay. You know, even with a lot of the coaching uh, turnover in Munster himself and Fla, obviously. Um, I mean, how's he developing? I always think he's a really exciting coaching talent coming through the system. How's he getting on? Great, gr- brilliant. I, can, I can't, I like you know, Jonesy. I, I obviously know him really well. He, I can't speak highly enough of Jonesy. Um, hmm. he's a guy that just he's obsessive, like he, like even when he was playing, he was just so committed. Um, you know, he studied the game, you know, he's trained the hardest. He, he was that guy, he was the guy you'd like when I first came in. I always we were we were similar weight and we were both like really like struggling to put on weight so we kind of <laughs> scrunches as killer yeah, says <laughs> scrunches, yeah exactly and you know we just used train together and do fitness together and i tell you he like he brought me to like fitness heights i didn't know i, I had because you know he just he just he'd run himself into the ground and he'd just be so competitive and you know that unfortunately with with, with injury you know his his career was cut short and, and you know he he took a while to figure out what he wanted to do and, and then coaching he found coaching and you know he that competitiveness that that drive and 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 you know eagerness to learn has 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 literally transferred straight over into coaching and he's he's so like he you know he's 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 from leinster but he moved down to uh to munster to give it a shot and and fully became a munster person um and you know he, he's just really passionate about this club wants it to go really well and um he's he's a brilliant coach and he's a really young coach and it's it's really uh you know I think I haven't worked with so many coaches over the years. You know, he's got it. He's got something that you know that you can't really teach. He's just got this kind of energy about him that you know he, you know you you listen to him when he speaks, and, and you know and he speaks sense because he played the game. He's a really smart guy, um, and and people are really rowing behind what he's saying. So I I, I think he's going to go on to have a an unbelievable career as a coach because he just has he's got that drive. He's got that drive. He's got that. You know, coaches they they don't they get up really early. They get up at four or five in the morning and they don't go to bed like until whatever hour because they're just so obsessed about the game. And and, and Jonesy is definitely one of them. Great stuff, Connor. Thanks so much for joining us. We won't keep you any longer. I'm sure you have a flight to catch. So uh, let, let you know. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got an flight to catch. That, please, let me go. Uh, thanks a million for coming on. Um, really enjoyed picking your brain. And listen, best of luck for that tour. Hopefully, you get on it. Um, no, please Cheers. God, you get selected now after, <laughs> after the you. early I part. I know, well. <laughs> seriously. And hard luck on, on, in, in the match last weekend. It was a very tightly run thing. Best luck for next season. And uh, sure, enjoy the tour in Australia. Cheers, guys. Pleasure. Thanks a minute. See you, man. That's all we have time for on the left wing this week. We will be back next week with another podcast. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you so much for listening. And goodbye. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of The Left Wing with Luke Fitzgerald.